0: You're listening to the Legend Best Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gaffer.
1: Welcome back to the Legend Vest Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Gavin, and I have with me the very, very special guest, Yvette Gavin. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So today, I'm super excited about the podcast episode because we're talking about how to master difficult conversations. Now, we've all had those, (laughs) you know, like the talk or if you have to like terminate an employee. Or if you have to have even like a breakup with somebody, just those icky conversations we don't want to have. And I have Yvette here with me, aka (laughs) G-Mommy. For those of you who may not know G-Mommy, she is the grandmother of Xander, our son. Of course, she's the mother of my husband, Jameson, but she is an expert when it comes to this stuff. And so if you haven't tuned into our earlier podcast, I just want to do a quick little bio of who Yvette is. So Yvette Gavin is the founder and chief strategist of Yvette Gavin Consulting, which is a leadership and career development firm. She's also a graduate of Oral Roberts University. Go Eagles. Yes. (laughs) And she's also a certified John Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker. And what she does is she helps um, others land their dream job with confidence. So that's what she helps. But she also helps businesses map out their strategy plans. So She does career consulting as well as business consulting. So I'm really excited to have her here with us as we talk about this communication issue of mastering those difficult conversations. So I guess just to start it off, like if we have to have a tough conversation, whether it's with an employee or a best friend or a spouse What is something that we can do right away, like as a first stop or first step to get on the right path so we don't offend anyone?
0: <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I just want to say thank you so much oh, for having me back. I really enjoying being Good. a part of the Legend Fest yes, podcast. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, You're double welcome. family here now, right? So it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So to answer your question, I would say is start with um, understanding why that conversation needs to take Mm -hmm. place, right? And how you do that is taking that deep breath first when you realize, like, you know, I think I need to have a conversation about this. And making sure that you start off at a place of being calm yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, because I've seen too many people take, have good intentions, they know they need to have a conversation, but they they go and try to start it when they're angry themselves Mm. or when they're really in deep pain about it or they're really frustrated. And typically when we go with that type of mindset and attitude, we get it back Mm. and people become very defensive. And so if you really want to get success and really get something accomplished in, you know, in this difficult conversation type, you really want to make sure you yourself is prepared for it. Mm. Yes. So the first thing I would say, prepare yourself. Okay. And how you prepare yourself is making sure that you're in the right mindset to have the conversation. And so I tell people sometime at the moment that something takes place, you may be too hot. <laughs>
1: mm. That's a good <laughs> too point. Too hot to yep.
0: actually address that issue right then and there. So you want to step back, take a deep breath, mm. and you may need to wait an hour, or you may need to even wait eight hours or even 12 hours to have that conversation. But I do like to um, caution people, don't wait too long. Oh, yep. Meaning, you don't allow a situation to keep um, mushrooming and mushrooming. And now, you know, is three months have gone by from the incident. Mm-hmm. It is really best yep. to deal with things somewhat um, quickly, meaning as close to the incident as possible. That way, you know, people hmm. um, won't forget it. You know, it'll be somewhat fresh, but not necessarily... Quickly doesn't mean immediately. Y'all got that, right? right. Got it. <laughs> quickly doesn't mm-hmm. mean immediately, but it should be quickly. And quickly definitely isn't, you know, a year later. You know, <laughs> right. um, as you know, um <laughs> I've done a lot of marriage coaching and counseling, right? And one of the bigger issues I've seen in couples is the same thing I see leaders make, um, you know, in their own businesses or their Mm -hmm. managers, you know, leaders, period. And sometimes even parents with their own children is that communication component. It's like how to have that difficult, that hard conversation that no one really wants to have. Nobody wants, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily want to be... The person who's having to initiate it. And you don't want to be the person who has to hear it, right? Ooh, because that's typically true. it's about you then at that point, right? <laughs> and so, but with that, it's a reality of life, all right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we we get to that place. And almost every relationship, we're going to have to do that. So hence is why I love talking about this topic. So one of the things, I, reason I brought mm-hmm. up the marriage coaching mm-hmm. is because oftentimes what I would see with my couples, once they got into those deeper conversations, you would get a lot of this. Well, you remember, you know, we've been married now for 10 years, but you remember the first year we got married, you did blah and blah blah blah, and you were talking now that was 10 years ago. Right. And it yeah. was and it never came up over 10 years, but it's been there. Mm-hmm just growing and growing and growing right inside that person heart and their mind and then a trigger comes 10 years later because they didn't deal with it you know when it happened in a quickly way (laughs) then they're now they find themselves 10 years deep and they're they're still dealing with something that Mm. happened 10 years ago hence is why you do want to deal with it somewhat quickly not necessarily immediately if you're not in the right emotional mindset for the conversation
1: Wow. So that's the first thing. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. huge, you guys, because I, I I think we can all think of those situations where yes. something happened and you needed to address them and... You're right. You, If you're too hot in the moment, that can easily backfire yes. and then it gets worse. So you definitely, like she said, take some time, take a deep breath, go for a walk, you know, kind of blow yes. off the steam first so that you're right. You're in the right mindset because that could totally, you know, those can ruin relationships that can make it worse. So we don't want that. Yeah. But just take a deep breath. And so after you've kind of gotten to the right mindset, mm-hmm. okay, now what do I do? <laughs> because this is probably where we're getting to the hard part. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. So you want to enter that conversation in a calmly, you know, manner. Okay. So I would say that's number two because even if it's a day mm-hmm. after the incident or you know, if it's two days, you know, I wouldn't I would try, I encourage people not to allow it to go any more than that. Okay. So ideally if you were too upset that moment in time, that next day you really want to try to go ahead and have a okay. conversation. So you yes. want to approach that person in a comely manner. Yes. I always like to encourage my couples if there's already, because it's an established relationship, mm-hmm. to already have some rules around uh, the rules of engagement when it hmm. comes to difficult conversation. And so no one likes to hear, oh, we need to talk. You know, right. you know we've <laughs> we gotten that feedback. Uh-huh. So what I like to do is encourage couples to determine what that sounds and look like for them before they're there. And one way, mm-hmm. I'll just tell you my own personal okay. life, you know, we started um, even with, you know, our son, um, Jameson, your husband is family talk. And so oh. anyone could call a family meeting. And typically, a called family meeting was a time when that person really needed to talk about something that may be a little difficult for a, for that person who was calling it to be, have to bring this to the family mm-hmm. attention or, you know, whatever it was, right? But we knew if somebody called a family meeting, okay, we need to get our listening ears on because something needs to be addressed, right? And mm-hmm. that was typically, and that's how we did it. And it wasn't like I got to talk, but it would be more like, you know, i, I It's it's time for us to have a family meeting. And, Mm. you know, I've coached couples who would use um, family discussion, you know, or we need to have a personal, Mm. you know, discussion. If your person doesn't Mm. like talk. What I will say, when we're talking about career and leading in your own company and your brand, you still want to keep in mind that personal branding. We talked about that once here on this platform. Because how you go, you can't have a great brand, and then the day you get upset, you lose form of that brand. So you Absolutely. want to keep that in mind. So mm-hmm. you always want to go in with a level head, mm-hmm. and so that's that's a commonly part. And then you want to do it privately. Oh, you know that's a
1: good one. Yeah, that's a good yes. one.
0: Now I'm I've seen too many people in corporate mm-hmm. make the mistake of having an outburst publicly on a person. And that runs a brand. I don't care who you are, it runs a brand. And so you just want to be, you know, very conscious of that behavior. And it goes back to the golden rule, right? When we were taught as we were kids mm-hmm. growing up, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: you know, think about it. Would you want someone to call you out on, you know, for a difficult conversation in front of, you know, others, whether it was your peers mm-hmm. or a family member? You, no, we don't right. want that. Yeah. Right. So show that same love of respect, and that's the fourth thing is uh, being thoughtful. And when we mm-hmm. do that, that third one, we are being thoughtful. And so the other part of being thoughtful is being fair when we have that conversation. And you, tr- and hmm. one way to be fair is try to stay away from words like you always do X. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yep. yep you know, yep. it's like yep. when like people that. hear always they immediately become defensive because they're thinking about that one or that half of a one <laughs> time they didn't do that. Right. Thing. Yeah. Right. That's, and that's true that's all they lock in on. <laughs> so don't go there. You know mm-hmm. just you know no one always does anything. Maybe they do it mm, the majority of the time, but let's not go there because we know for our research shows a bridge start you know they start building mm-hmm. yep. a bridge. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be thoughtful in how you, Mm -hmm. you know, broach the conversation and bring up whatever it is that need to be discussed.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Those were some excellent next steps. So definitely be calm once you're ready to address that person. You want to already be in a calm state where, okay, it, it hasn't. It's almost like you've, you've heard the news or whatever it is, but now you're, you're in a better state to just, okay, let's let's go ahead and have a conversation so you're not too emotional about yeah. it. Um, and then also, so remind me, the other ones you said were... Privately. Privately. Oh, and that often. right there. Oh. Yeah. And we've all witnessed it too yes. when someone's been called out in front of everybody, whether you're at a birthday party or whether it's at work. And it's just like, it's so cringeworthy. It's like, oh my God, like I really, and you feel bad for the other person. And Mm -hmm. even though it needed to be addressed, you're right. Like whether it's disciplining your child or, you know, or an employee or a coworker, like try your best to just do that privately because nobody wants to be embarrassed or humiliated and feel less than. Um, and then you said, do it with thoughtfully. thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human. So, you know, regardless of what the mistake is or whatever it is you need to address, just remember that, just be human to human, person to person, and just give each other that respect. So I love that. So, wow, I know you have more to add to that. So, and so I think
0: if people walk away with understanding that before you start the difficult conversation, have in your mind your expectation of the outcome. Ooh. And okay. so I think that's mm. so important because oftentimes we'll go into a conversation and it's just blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Are my feelings. And what you're saying is my feelings, my feelings, my feelings, and the yep. blah, 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 blah. But what is the end result of you even Mm, having the conversation? Mm -hmm. And so have an idea of what that must be. And so, for instance, Mm, you may not be going into this conversation for an agreement because you will not always get Mm, that. mm -hmm. Right? So understand why do I need to have this difficult conversation? Do I need for this person to understand what my limits are, what my boundaries are? Or do I just need this person to understand... I need for them to hear me, whether they agree with me or not, they need to hear how I feel and I thought about that. And if we're talking about in the workplace, a lot of times the difficult conversations are around performance mm-hmm. or behavior, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. personal yep. behavior. And so if it is, I will not, as an employee, um, tolerate this behavior You know, again in the workplace, then you want to make sure that you go into that conversation with um, an expected outcome. Because I want to be very clear of the expectation of behavior moving forward as well as the consequences. I always tell people you want to deal with that in that hmm. first conversation. Okay. What are the consequences if the employee behavior doesn't change? Hmm. Okay. You know. And a lot of times, you know, we were talking uh, early, and you mentioned the sandwich, you know, technique. Mm-hmm. And I really, if you guys are not familiar with that, this is a gold right. nugget. When you're giving any feedback, it's something I learned in corporate. Um, typically, we do this when we're giving performance reviews, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes it's a difficult conversation that works just as well. To start that conversation off in a calmly manner, you could start by talking about what is going well what Mm -hmm. is very positive Mm -hmm. and then you so and that may be one point right and then you transition into what needs to be improved and that's typically it's the area where things are going wrong Mm -hmm. and then you address those things right and then you want to end that conversation with affirming that person by bringing back up what has gone well Mm -hmm. because you want that well behavior to continue Wow! and I've seen okay. that I've used the same techniques in personal relationships right? that's a corporate technique that I learned in managing uh, mm-hmm. resources but I also found it to be very valuable on one-on-one relationships too whether Ooh, it I is like disciplining that. a child whether it is having a hard um, conversation with a spouse or even your best friend you, know, you yes. know I was coaching a client two days ago and she brought up some issues with a very close friend a, um, a long-term friend of hers mm. and where some expectations had been sort of shifted and uh, there had been some disappointments, right? And so I said to her, I said, it's time for a difficult conversation. You're going to need to have with your friend and be very clear about what your expected outcome is before mm. you even call her and have the conversation. And so that's what I would say um, to this group as well. Always be clear about what you expect the outcome to be. Because you're going to a place. You're not just trying to have an endless conversation. Right. And a lot of times, people don't want to engage that difficult conversation with us because what they hear, and this is what my couples would say, they just hear the person saying the same thing over and over Mm. and over and over. And all they're hearing is that we're saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Right, right. If the picture is clear, what I need to say and what the outcome, what outcome I am expecting, hmm. then I don't keep going over and over and over. If my and I'm, I'll I'll just end it with this example. Yeah, yeah, if the goal is, I need for this person to understand that you cross a boundary with me. Hmm. I'm not looking. The outcome is not agreement because it's my personal boundary. You don't have to agree with it or not. Right, I just need to, right. I need to get it out. I need to make it clear to you that this is never to happen in our relationship again because this is a boundary point for me. I don't feel comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. It's not about you making me comfortable about it. I'm not comfortable with that, And so I, I, I cannot go beyond this anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I'll give this example. I had an mm-hmm. employee once who... Had, took issues with another uh, person on the team because that person would always come in. I mean, um, literally, like you talk in. about boundaries, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like in her face to talk mm. to her, where she would say, I can actually smell his, you know, his breath. <laughs> He's always leaning in too <laughs> close to me. And so I yeah. asked her because I'm, you know, I was managing this team and I'm part of my job is to make sure the team functions well. And so I said, well, do you, what do you think that is? And she was like, well, what do you mean? I said, why do you think he does that? And she said, I don't know. But if you're saying, you know, if you're asking me if it's sexual, I said, no, I didn't ask you that. But what yes. do you think it is? And she said, no, I don't think it's sexual. I don't think it's that at all. I think he's just not aware. Hmm. And I believe, I believe that was the case because, of course, I knew both individuals. Mm-hmm. And I had observed this person doing the same thing with someone else. And so I said to her, I said, um, so I will have a conversation, but I want you to have the conversation first. Mm-hmm. I want you to have the conversation first because I also want to train and teach her how to start broaching, having those difficult conversations on her own mm-hmm. without having to have a middle person to, to right. really go there. Mm-hmm. And then so one of the things that she was able to say to an individual – I like a uh, distance between myself and someone else when they're talking to me because I just like space when, when I'm in conversation. He got it. Mm, he got it. There you go. and, uh, and was able to correct the behavior right away. Hmm. And the expectation, you know, I said, What do you want him to do? She said, I just want him to stop. I just want him to stop. <laughs> and I was right, like, Right. Okay, in the conversation, how do, you, how do you want him to respond? How do you visualize him receiving the message? Uh, and she said, I just want him to agree. I don't want to know why he did it. I don't want to know if that's how he was raised, born. Diff- I don't want any <laughs> of that. I just right. want him to say, okay. okay. And that's pretty much what she got. Right? He didn't enough. try to explain it off or anything. Wow. So,
1: yeah. That's incredible. So I like that. You want to think about your outcome. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, because I know when I've had difficult conversations in the past, that's something we tend to not think about. Because no. we're, we're so ready to just address the person, but we haven't really thought about, okay, well, what do I actually want to get out of this? Yeah. What do I want to happen after this so that I can tailor my message to make sure I get that outcome. Yeah. Because sometimes we just go at it just to talk, just to talk and we haven't thought through what we're going to say uh-huh. or what we want out of it. It can become a disaster. Exactly. And then we can, be, we can also sound like a broken record, you know, as well. So I love that. Think about your outcome first. Yeah. And then also you mentioned the sandwich method, which I love, and it yeah. definitely works. So I was trying to think, like, what's an example... Um, can we paint a picture of a sandwich method? Will you use the guy as an example with, um the employee where he was leaning in too much. So did she use the sandwich method then to um, she, address she, that? She okay. did not.
0: She just really shared her shared with him the concern that she had oh, okay. about him leaning in too much. But I can, I, I can give you an example. <laughs> so, And I'll use it from a performance perspective. Okay. Um, I've used it a lot in, in that way. So typically when our, an employee is not performing or there's behavior that needs to uh, change, and those mm-hmm. are two different things. Mm-hmm. One is a skill set type thing where the performance for the job that you've hired them to do is not quite where you need it to be. Right. And the other, maybe they are really great from a skill perspective, but their behavior mm-hmm. is not um, in part or indicative of the culture or the environment, Right. And so you typically, those are typically the two areas where you're addressing, you know, performance um, okay. in the workplace. There are others, but those are your two top ones. So I've started off a sandwich method by focusing on, well, I'll use a skill as an example. So typically we're good at something, right? Yeah, right. So I start with what the person has done well. Right. And so perhaps it is, um, I would say, John you really knocked it out of the ballpark when you did the xyz presentation Mm. you know to the marketing department kudos for you because you really brought that uh, message in quite well nice but i want to transition to something that i'm seeing where we want to work on some level of improvement with you i've noticed that although you're great at doing the presentation you're often late coming into the meeting Mm. and so it's holding you know it's Productivity is going down. Morale is going down because people are actually sitting in the conference room waiting on you. And then you know how technology is. You know, at the last meeting, you always want to give an example.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: people have the tendency to go like, "Oh, really? That didn't that didn't happen." So you give an actual example. Mm-hmm. So last Wednesday, we were, it took us twenty minutes before the meeting actually started mm-hmm. because you know you came in about ten after the hour, and then there was some technical difficulty with you know the technology that took another about you know almost fifteen minutes, right? Wow. So mm-hmm. if we had gone in, and so then I typically would ask, "What could we have done differently?" Or I would say, "What wow. could you've done differently?" To avoid those two problems mm-hmm. and start the meeting on time. And then that person usually will typically think of something. And I wait for it, you know, because there's typically a pause. Mm-hmm. And I wait and give them time to think of that on their own without giving them the answer. Cause I already know the answer, right? Your tail should have been in it on time. You should have been there before time practicing exactly. and making sure that technology worked. But exactly. you let them get, you know, say mm-hmm. that. And then you go, absolutely. And then if they don't come up with anything, then you are gonna have to coach it out. And then once you start talking about the performance behavior, and so typically I will let people know what the expectations are moving forward. And what the consequences will be if, um, you know, if they don't make those shifts. And so then I would transition into, well, something more like um, here the here's the behavior that needs to change. You know, for the next 30 days, I need for every single meeting that you are leading to start on time. When I know you cannot prohibit or prevent necessarily te- technical changes, I need to know that you've done everything in advance that you possibly could do mm-hmm. by being there early, by testing the equipment at least 30 minutes before we're ready and we have you know the client there, there we go. and mm-hmm. stuff like that I need to know that that was done and so and then I say to him of course you know if this behavior doesn't change over the next 30 days the next conversation will be a lot more difficult mm. oh. and that could lead to <laughs> and then I would tell them what that could lead to and you know sometimes it's been it could be termination it could be overwritten because I typically start off when we're talking about performance changes with a conversation. Because mm, you want to okay. give people yep, a chance before a chance. it's a written anything, right? And most sure. people will line up before you even have to get it to that stage, most. <laughs> I've <laughs> had to do the writing as well. Uh-huh. And then I would come back and say, um, "Do you?" I would ask, do they have any questions or any concerns? And then I would listen. Mm. I would listen and I would act to active listening because people need to know that they're heard too, right? So even though you want to have a difficult conversation, it's really not just about you saying what you got to say. It is also being that thoughtful part of what we talked about Mm. earlier. That's thoughtful is being Mm -hmm. fair. So you give them an opportunity to express their thoughts as well Mm. and their emotions and you listen like you want them to listen. And so once you listen, you don't necessarily have to um, defend yourself. You just want to know that you want to listen, and how you express that is just you paraphrase what the person said. I, I, what I heard you say was X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times when I get that back, especially on performance, because I want to keep it on their performance, right. I'll say I heard you say, and then I paraphrase what they said, and I am take I will take that under consideration, and we can have a discussion about that mm. concern at a later date. And nice. then I would either say, you know, put it on my calendar so we can discuss later. Or I would say, I'll put it on your calendar so we can discuss it later. But what I will not, and this is for everybody, mm-hmm. don't allow anybody to what I call trap you. You call the conversation mm-hmm. or the meeting okay. and you have an agenda in your mind of what you want because you already premeditated the outcome that you need to have out of this meeting. Don't let somebody to derail your meeting or mm-hmm. your conversation by throwing in something else. And yeah. how you do that is that you actively listen, give them a minute or so to say what they got to say, and then you say, paraphrase it, and now yep. they know they were heard, you're not agreeing, and you're not disagreeing, right. and then you agree hmm. to s- discuss that later. But today, I want to focus on what happened in the meeting. You know, for oh, that too. Oh, I like that. I okay. example, and then I went in with, I don't want you to leave here not realizing that I do value you as an Ooh. employee, mm-hmm. and you really did do an excellent job on that marketing presentation.
1: Oh, I love and that. And
0: then that's it. So that's that sandwich. It started off with something that was good. We really discussed. And we went into three layers of how we discuss. right, the behavior that needs to change. And then I end that conversation with reaffirming them of what is positive. Wow.
1: And that's it. That's beautiful. It works. It works. That's I've beautiful. I've been doing this it, for years. It really does. Yeah. It really does. And. I like what you said earlier, too, about during that, like when you're in the sandwich, the negative part in the middle, give them an opportunity to speak because it's not a one sided conversation because you do want to hear their side and you do want to hear from them and you want to be mindful and thoughtful of that person as well. So give them a chance to speak. And I love what you said, too, to paraphrase that so that you're clear on what they said and and we're clear on, on what we actually heard because you know, it, it, like you said, I think at a different episode, but somebody can say something, but how we hear it, how we receive it can be totally different. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt to confirm. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm paraphrasing. This is what you want me to work on, or this is what you told me that X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever, just yeah. reaffirm and reassure that that's what you heard. Exactly. That's brilliant. I mean, that, that's definitely, I mean, that was a, a, a difficult conversation, but it was a graceful one. And it's yes. one that you can do as well. So whether you're a business owner, whether you're a leader or a manager, or whether you're just a regular old human being and you just have to make that tough conversation with whether it's your child, a spouse... Your coworker. This is the same method that you can use right at home or right at work. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So, you, do you have anything else you'd like to share?
0: Well, two things. I just want. I just thought about this. Why is mm-hmm. so important, even with our children? Because mm. I, I could hear in my mind that uh, mother or that father who may be watching saying no. I'm not doing that with a no kid. I'm just gonna tell them. So yeah. here's the um, here's the risk we we make. Uh we, we we here's the risk. When we're just giving negative feedback or correctiveness mm. type feedback, uh, even to our child, what they hear is what needs to what's wrong and what need to be changed within them. And so I've seen kids um developing have a negative connotation of who they are because mm-hmm. when the parent is really um, serious about something, is negative. Yep. And so when yep. they can hear what's really positive, that, you know, everything I'm doing is not bad, mommy or daddy doesn't think it's all bad, they, you know, they, they can home in on something very positive about them as they're learning how to correct and develop that 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 needs to grow with them oh yep and so it's it is important that you blend those things together and Mm. we see that in in adult behavior as well right so the sandwich technique is not something i created but it is definitely something i've been trained on as a a communication person on how to communicate most effectively with people so it all goes back to your motive and that's Mm. where um I said two things, but this is one thing that I do want to say that I didn't say earlier Mm -hmm. is that you also, before you start that conversation, just want to understand what your motive is. Mm -hmm. And so if your motive is to embarrass the person, then you're not going to follow the principle Mm -hmm. of doing it privately. Mm -hmm. Um, If the motive is to get even or to get back with the person because you're having a difficult conversation because something they did that caused you some form of embarrassment, Mm -hmm. then your outcome is probably just going to continue on that path. So always check. Check your motive, Mm, which is why I think the first recommendation is to do it quickly, but not necessarily immediately if you're emotionally not ready for it. Right. Because sometimes if we move right out of emotion, then we may do it out of the wrong motive. And sometimes that wrong motive could be based on our own pain and our own hurt. Absolutely. And so that's why you do Hmm. sometimes have to step back and make sure that your motive is good. And a good motive is I need to communicate this because i have to make sure that this boundary is not crossed again i need i need to communicate this to educate this person so they are aware that um that i had i take issues with what took place and i need some changes so Mm -hmm. we do have an obligation to make people aware of you know the changes that need and the last thing i want to just Mm -hmm. share is in communication is oh we always need to be cognitive of the tone that we use It's not always the actual words that really hurt. Mm. It is the tone and that body language. And I tell you, Mm. I learned this personally in the most unique way. And I remember, remember it to this day. It was early in my career. And I worked in an office with people who cursed a lot. And I was like so proud that I didn't curse, right? I didn't curse at all, right? I was like, and when people in the office would curse, I'd be like, oh, oh, you know, she cursed, she cursed, oh, she cursed like a sailor. blah, I would say, you know, those things inwardly. But I had a for a word that I would use, and that and it wasn't I didn't see it as a curse word, and the word was heifer. I would be like, look at that, ooh, that heifer. Ooh, you know when I would use heifer right in in a way that when I was upset and I was angry so it was a very different who said to me I know you think you don't curse and I said I don't I don't and she said it's not the word Yvette she said but when you are not happy with somebody you'll call them a heifer in a minute and I was like but it's not a curse word and she said but it has the same meaning from your heart and your mind mm. as a curse word and that's when it hit oh. home for me personally i was in i was very young i was very early in my career when i learned that lesson But I got it and I corrected that behavior because once she pointed that out to me, that's how I learned the fact that it's not necessarily the word. Mm. It is the connotation of that word. It is the meaning that comes out of your heart when you deliver it and people feel it. And they hear it, yeah. so don't don't just think because it's not a harsh word and definition that people are not picking up on the tone and the vibe of the words that you are delivering. So tone matters, body Death. language matters. You know, I could look here, I could look at you know, look in the camera, and I could say a word like, Stop! you know, I'm yelling it out. So if I'm yelling it out, even though I'm smiling on my face. What is perceived is not going to be positive. Right. Even though right. typically a smile is positive. Even right. you
1: said the word smile,
0: but it was the tone. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that wow. scrunching you know, of my face yeah. and the language of it all. And I do this in training. So, <laughs> so be cognizant on camera though. But it's important. Tone is important. Body language is everything, every, everything. It really yeah. is.
1: Wow. Those yeah. were some amazing points because I know. I'm definitely a words person, and I know one of my love languages is words of affirmation. And I love when things are just music to my ears. And I don't mind um, constructive criticism, but I just want to know that I'm still doing a good job. That, okay, I got 99% of things right, but I did get this 1% wrong. And that's okay, Mm -hmm. but I just hate when people focus on that 1%. Like, but what about all the other things I've been doing? Like, sure, I know I need to work on that, but... You know, I just want a little bit of recognition over here, too. So I totally agree with that. Make sure that you're not just always, when you are talking with your coworkers, your employees, or just people around you, make sure you let them know. That they are doing a good job in other areas because I, I know for me, and this works for me, I like positive reinforcement. Yeah. And, you know, that negative reinforcement stuff doesn't work for me where they just, you know, grind about the negative, the negative, the negative thinking that's going to make me change. No, that's going to make me feel like crap. And then I may just totally like, I know when I get like that, like when they just um, keep pounding that negative mm-hmm. stuff, I just sulk. I just sit there yes. and... I just now I feel like crap about myself. I don't have any motivation to be better because it almost seems like that person can never see me as doing something better. Yeah. So that's huge you guys and then talking about your tone it's not always what you say it's how you say it And, and that's why you have to be careful too with email and text because you can't see any body language you can't see tone because you can I have read text messages like five different ways like I don't know if she's angry. I don't know if she's upset. (laughs) Is she mad at me or she mad at somebody else? You know, Mm -hmm. because you're looking at the phone and it's it's hard to decipher Mm -hmm. if that's anger, happiness, excitement. You know, so be mindful of that too. But in your body language is everything. So wow, this was extremely helpful. And like I said, and like she said, this can be used whether it's for a breakup or you know you just have something on your on your chest that you want to get off. This can be used anywhere in the workplace or at home wow 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 so this is amazing thanks again for joining us today if you would like to connect with her further she also she does all kinds of things she's very active on social media she has quite a bit of content that she gives away and i know she's doing some special things she's got some courses so if you would like to connect with her further where's the best place that they can reach out to you on my
0: website at evetgavin.com, and i'm on instagram and linkedin a lot i'm on the others too but those are the two that i've almost post daily on so definitely instagram (laughs) or linkedin
1: perfect perfect thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure pleasure. having you definitely not the last we have more to come thank you legend Vest nation for tuning tuning in today and be sure to like subscribe and share with your friends and family we'll catch you at the next episode thanks everyone